0: This is the Chris Salcedo Show. John
1: Legato, United States Marine Corps, retired, former deep cover FBI special agent and author of the new book, The Near Enemy, a John Book thriller, a booker thriller, I should say. Legato has been an adjunct college professor teaching counterterrorism and international security at Campbell University at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Mr. Legato, welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show.
2: Thanks for having me, Chris.
1: Uh, let's, let's dig down deep before we get, I want to get into a little bit about your book too, but, uh, the current events seem to be centered around these so-called investigations started in the FBI nearly a year ago. Now the Senate and the house are doing their investigations and now we have special counsel Bob Mueller. Uh, Should there be in the first place a special counsel here? Number one. And number two, if there should be, then should it be Bob Mueller?
2: Well, the first question: the appointment uh, under the special counsel statute of Mueller is illegitimate because it, it's supposed to be only triggered by an underlying criminal probe. We have just rumors right now, so the the actual formation of a special counsel is illegitimate, and and uh, Bob Mueller should not be um, investigating. He should recuse himself because the special counsel statute talks about conflict of interest, and it's almost written. verbatim for this situation because uh, Comey and Mueller have a long-standing relationship.
1: Right, and it looks like Comey has a a history of this. I mean, going back to Patrick Fitzgerald, uh, I guess they have godchildren between them. And you know what? What you're making allusion to here, John, is is something that uh, Greg Jarrett of Fox News was talking about. Here's what uh, we played from him last week. I mean,
0: first of all, the special counsel law specifically says that you may not serve as special counsel if you have a close personal relationship with a key pivotal witness. Comey is obviously that witness. They're close friends, close allies, close partners. They were joined at the hip of the FBI and the DOJ. So it's incomprehensible that Mueller was chosen because in the end, if there is a case against uh, the president for obstruction of justice, who is Mueller going to believe?
1: Yeah, So, and that begs the question, why, why would Rod Rosenstein get, get his job, uh, evaluate that James Comey needs to be fired, and a very well-thought-out letter, I might say, and then within weeks after that, uh, calls for a special counsel, uh, Bob Mueller? I, I, I just don't, I don't understand. What, 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 what could the rationale be there, number one? And then what do you make of Rod Rosenstein?
2: Well, I knew they had a personal relationship, so, you know, Rosenstein knew. You know, not only a personal relationship, but the statute calls you can't have a political relationship. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if I if I was an agent, when I was an agent, I'm a retired agent, and someone gave me a, a case on my best friend or a former partner, I'm trying to think the emotions I would have. If he's suspected of criminal activity, I would think, wow, you know, I didn't think he could do it. The second thing I'm thinking boy, I'm, I'm going to do everything I can. I might not think this, but you think more with your heart than your emotion. And then I would hope that some adult up the chain of command would say, we can't put you in that position, Legato, to investigate your your best friend because it's not fair to you and it's not fair to your best friend. But who's the adult in this situation? I mean, it's a classic conflict of interest.
1: Yeah, I, I got to ask then, so what, what can Americans glean from that about Rod Rosenstein, I mean, here's a guy who should have known about the relationship between Comey and Mueller and appointed Mueller anyway. What can we derive about, about the, the assistant attorney general?
2: Well, I'll, I'll tell you what we could derive about justice in general. I mean, uh, the, 30, 40 years ago, uh, the Justice Department the attorney general was not a little bit political. The FBI was apolitical. When I worked cases, we didn't target ideologies. But under Mueller's directorship with the FBI, he merged the FBI and justice together. And I'll give you an example of that. Uh, 40 years ago, I would open a case, investigate it, uh, develop informants and conclude the case. And I'd bring it over to justice. Under Mueller's 10 years, we had to get permission to open certain cases, permission to open informants, permission to use investigative techniques. So, it answers your question, not only is the Justice Department political and has been for a few years, but Comey made the FBI political. And, and that's the, the thing that I think that we agents, you know, retired or active duty, uh, have trouble swallowing. We were never a political uh, organization.
1: Well, let me be direct about this. Should uh, the president of the United States dismiss Rod Rosenstein?
2: Oh, he should dismiss Rosenstein. He should dismiss... Uh, Mueller. I mean, it's a classic conflict of interest and I'm keep waiting for the, the problem is Chris is the only two people that can get rid of Mueller is the attorney general and the president. Um, you know, Congress can't do it. So you would hope Mueller would say, you know, I, I can't do this because not only is, is Comey a witness, Comey is a potential subject when he released that, uh, that memo under mm-hmm. the uh, public records act. So, how are you going, and, and who are you going to believe? I mean, you have a best friend, I'm sure. Aren't you predisposed to believe your best friend?
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and that that could give us a window into what kind of mad Bob uh, man Bob Mueller is as well. John Legato, uh, our guest right now, folks, United States Marine Corps retired. The name of uh, uh, the book is "The Near Enemy," a John Booker thriller. Uh, we'll get to that here in a second. Should Americans be concerned that Bob Mueller is staffing his investigation with what well, appears, on the, uh, at least on the outside, is ranked partisans. They're big Democrat supporters. They have questionable ethical standards. Should we, uh, should, aside from Mueller's ability to, to serve legally, what about who he's staffing with?
2: Well, let me do it. I'm a retired FBI agent and former Marine was of Vietnam. Right? But anyway, Mueller is staffing, he's stacking the deck. I mean, I can't believe he's doing it. And he's not being, you know, very circumspect about it, and the only thing I can think of is that at some point he might recuse himself of a portion of the investigation having to do with Comey, but what he did by picking those. I haven't heard this put forth, but, you know, this is my my investigative mind. Okay, I will recuse myself from the Comey part of this, but I'll, you know, do the rest of it. So he stacked the deck that uh, these other people are going to believe Comey, too. A lot of them had worked with Comey.
1: Uh, with leaked reports, uh, we can see this investigation is is already going beyond its mandate. I mean, we, w- the American people were told oh, we're going to have a special counsel to look into Russia's interference in our elections. But that is now we're getting leaks that uh, they're looking into financial dealings uh, with Jared Kushner. They're looking into uh, now obstruction of justice. This thing already appears to be running away.
2: Yeah, three months he said it would take, and three years is more like it. And I'll tell you what it's going to be it's going to be a perjury witch hunt for Trump's, uh, you know, associates. Mm -hmm. That's what it's going to be. And uh, they're going to go after the financial part of it. You know, the whole collusion, when I hear that word and I I listen to it, there's not such a crime as collusion. But what collusion infers is that the President Trump and his son in law and the Attorney General and the you know, um are Russian spies. That's the inference. They don't say that, but they use the word collusion and and they want us to take from that. That's a, that's the only thing they could be saying, right? Is that yeah. they're Russian spies.
1: Yeah, well, no, that that is the inference. And it, and it is meant to, as we have said from the very beginning, this doesn't appear to be about getting to the bottom of what the Russians did to us and then making the Russians pay. As a matter of fact, I haven't heard one Democrat come out and say, you know, what, once we get the full scope, we had better punish Russia. All they're interested in doing is is punishing Trump, uh, because, you know, one gets the sense that, they want to leave a lot of these Democrats want to leave Russia harmless. And I, and I don't believe Russia's harmless. I believe Russia needs to be punished. Um, John Legato is our is our guest, folks. He is United States Marine Corps retired, and he's the author of this book, The Near Enemy, a John Booker thriller. Tell us about the book.
2: Well, that's uh, the book is, is sort of timely, too, because it's about lone wolf terrorists. And we have so many obstructions to investigating lone wolf terrorism. And I, I just read an article, and, and I Alexandria has changed the, the whole thought process of what constitutes a lone wolf terrorist. But mm. in, this, in this book, I've taken fictional characters with actual lone wolf attacks, and I showed what could be done if we didn't have a restriction on surveilling mosques, if the watch list was a stop list. It goes into different lone wolf attacks and shows... If we only didn't have these restrictions, we could have prevented the Boston Marathon bombing, uh, the Manchester bombing in, in England, in Manchester. And, uh, and that's the problem we have. We, we could mitigate lone wolf attacks by 80% if we would do seven things that's in the near enemy.
1: Hmm. Uh, I got something that's breaking right now. And maybe since I've got you here, John, I might as well get you to, to comment on this. Uh, Otto Warmbier has passed away. Now, for those of you who don't don't know the name, this is the young man, the young Virginia student who was detained by the communist North Koreans, sent back in a coma. They said he contracted botulism. He has now passed away. Uh, Your thoughts, John?
2: Yeah, I I think the doctors were disputing the botulism, and it was, you know, I I can't be sure of this. There wasn't botulism. It was torture. Uh, My thoughts on it, the biggest threat we have is not Russia and not China, I mean the immediate threat. Uh, I've been to Russia five times. They're, they're a superpower, but they're not, they couldn't go to a sustained or traditional war. This kid in, in South Korea is our immediate biggest threat. I don't have the answer to it. Uh, the only thing that, that we can do is, you know, press China on on telling the kid to, uh, to get in line. But uh, <laughs> my thought is that Otto was murdered.
1: I agree. I agree. The uh, the people of North Korea or the the government, I should say, of North Korea are culpable in the killing of an American citizen. And I hope it does not go unpunished. John Legato. What
2: do we do? do do? That's a good question. I'm sorry.
1: No, no, uh, no, no, no. no, no. You're absolutely right. What do we do? And I think that's important uh, for the Trump administration to 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 address. John Legato is his name, everybody. United States Marine Corps retired. The Near Enemy, a John Booker thriller is the name of the book. He is a former FBI special agent and author of that book. Uh, John, I appreciate your time and expertise here on The Salcedo Show. We'll get you back on soon, sir.
2: You take care of yourself. Thank Thank you, you, sir. Appreciate it. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today.
0: To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951.